You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, wherever you find podcasts. You'll find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. You can also find us on the all-new Himalaya podcast app. Not so new anymore, actually, but uh, you can find us on Himalaya. Whatever it is, it's now the the growing, let's call it that, the growing podcast app. Because how long do you get to be new? A newborn baby is only a newborn for so long, right? Uh, anyway, on the show today, uh, we're going to talk about rookie camp. And we're not going to overreact to anything. Uh, I want to talk specifically about Rashawn Gary. I want to talk about his injury. Uh, we are, we are going to get to, eventually we're going to get to our Rashawn Gary uh, rookie orientation. We're going to get to more of those this week. I was uh, I was moving over the weekend and and so unable to get a lot scheduled in the way of those shows, but I am working on that and so uh, hopefully we'll have more to share on that uh, very, very soon. We're also going to talk about Ted Thompson and the reason we're going to do that is because he was inducted into the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame over the weekend. Now, I'm not going to tell you what you should or shouldn't believe about Ted Thompson. It's just, you know, I think it's antithetical to what it means to be a fan. Every fan is going to have a relationship to Ted Thompson and how he feels about Ted or how she feels about Ted. And I understand that. And I'm not going to get you to, to change your mind. That's not what I'm here to do. It's I just I don't think it's productive because especially those who are passionate about it are going to feel a certain type of way. And, and that is what it is. That's just the reality of, of being a fan. What I am here to tell you is it is okay to have conflicted feelings about Ted Thompson. It is okay to say, I don't know how I feel. I don't know what to make of this or you know what? I really think that what he did was great and he built a championship team. The Packers won a Super Bowl, but I felt like he could have done more. That's totally fine. It doesn't have to be black and white. You don't have to say, ah, Ted Thompson, he wasted Aaron Rodgers' prime. He wasted Aaron Rodgers. He wasted a generation of Packers football because that's that's not true. In fact, the Packers are not Super Bowl winners without Ted Thompson. That's just unmistakably true. They don't have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we heard a great story at the Hall of Fame dinner about how Ted Thompson told the room during the Aaron Rodgers draft, he's the number one player on our board, and if he's there, I'm going to take him, and I understand we're going to take heat for it, but that's what we're going to do. It took tremendous courage for him to do that, and he stood up. 
for the courage of his convictions. And I'm not sure a lot of us would have the same courage, professional courage. You know, this is not life and death stuff, but it's still professional courage. He put his job on the line. I have also criticized the way that he has managed the team over the last few years on a number of occasions on this show over the last few years. And the failings of the the 2015 draft are looming large still over this team. His inability to buoy the roster with free agents, to supplement it with trades and other avenues of roster construction, really, I think, did hinder the development of this team and the ceiling of this team. There were bad draft picks. There were, you know, signings that could have been made for pennies that were not made. You know, there there's a lot out there on the margins that Ted Thompson could have done to make this team better. I want you to remember, though, Bob Harlan and Ron Wolf are held in supreme esteem in the NFL and in the Green Bay Packers culture, in the organization with fans and with media and with players and with league historians, and and rightfully so. They restored the Packers to glory. But they set them on a path, right? They set Green Bay up to be a productive and contending NFL team basically from 1994 until now. I mean, that. just think about that for a second. How old were you? were you? First of all, let's start here. Were you born in 1994? <laughs> and if you were, how old were you? If you have kids now, were they born? How old were they? If you have grandkids now, how old were they? How old were your children? How old were you? What were you doing? Were you still working? Are you working now? Where did you live? What was your, what was your life station then? Think about everything that has been accomplished in that time period. The expectations are what changed. Because Ron Wolf and, and Bob Harlan and Mike Holmgren together created the return of Titletown. I'll never forget the radio call. The Vince Lombardi trophy is coming home in 96. That it, it gives me goosebumps to this day just to think about that call. And when Ted Thompson takes over, the expectations are already that Green Bay should be a Super Bowl contending team every year. But Ted Thompson, as a general manager, did not win any fewer Super Bowls than Ron Wolf did as a general manager. Went to one fewer, but didn't win any fewer. Green Bay won one Super Bowl while Ron Wolf was the general manager. Ted Thompson won one Super Bowl as general manager. They were fingernails away. Brandon Bostick fingernails away from going to another Super Bowl and potentially winning another Super Bowl. So it's it's really difficult. And, and they were even earlier than that a Brett Favre overtime interception from going to another Super Bowl. And who knows what they would have done against that perfect Patriots team. It's okay to have complicated feelings about the tenure of Ted Thompson, just so long as we do acknowledge the good. Because I think at the end of the day, 
if you had Green Bay trade places with any other team in the league, almost anyways, if you basically if you take the Patriots out of the league, nearly every other team in the league, and, and maybe every single other team in the league, would take the Ted Thompson run over the run that they had. Seattle may be the only exception. And the, and the difference is Ted Thompson set this team up to have success after he's gone because of what he did with Aaron Rodgers, because of you know the continued work that he did with this front office. I mean, there's no question his insistence in player development and his continued work with the front office and, and not just player development, but front office development. I mean, there's a reason John Dorsey and John Schneider and Reggie McKenzie and these other guys from the Green Bay tree, all of the guys in Cleveland, Elliot Wolf, Alonzo Highsmith, there's a reason that those guys are viewed as also future GMs. And we can't forget Brian Gutekunst. There is no way to tell the story of Ted Thompson in past tense only because it, the legacy of that is still going on today. So again, I say it is okay to have complicated feelings about Ted Thompson. What I don't want you to do is to ignore all of the good in favor of saying, well, they didn't win enough. I do think it is the case. They could have and should have won more. I don't want that to be ignored either. So I I likewise don't think it is appropriate to say, well, Everything's great. They won a Super Bowl. Nothing else matters because there are plenty of teams that feel that way. There are plenty of organizations that say, well, we we don't really care what else happens as long as we win a Super Bowl. Plenty of teams in the league feel that way. And, and, And frankly, I don't think that's the wrong way to feel. Go win a Super Bowl. You know, Philly has a major cap problem, but they won a Super Bowl. The Seahawks have have really not come anywhere near contending since they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. But they won one already. So should they really feel that bad about it? The Falcons should have won a Super Bowl. They hadn't really come that close before, and they probably won't come that close again in the near term, not with Matt Ryan. Was it worth it if they had won? And they should have won. Yeah, of course it was worth it. See, not every team is in Green Bay. Green Bay is a different, unique, special, and historical place. And I think fans understand that. It's why fans will tell you the expectations should be higher. They should be expected to compete every year for a Super Bowl. And and that's fine if you think that, but the reality also has to be that when you look at the context, you have to say, Green Bay is different for a reason. Why is it different? It's different because generationally, this team has been able to sustain success. Well, why has that happened? Well, because Ted Thompson picked up the slack for Ron Wolf post Mike Sherman and said, we're going to keep this going. And did it. Did it. Did it better than Mike Sherman, clearly. And as a drafter, I mean, you, you look at the job Ron Wolf did building those, those early Packer teams, and he did a great job building those teams. He used free agency. I mean, the Packers, did they win that, that Super Bowl in 96 if Andre Risen is not on that team? Look, go back and look at the injuries. And the guys that they won games with, Brett Favre winning games with, with you and me at receiver for those teams. A different NFL, but you know, Don Beebe at that point in his career, not exactly 
Superman, not exactly Julio Jones. I mean, they signed Andre Risen off the street. He started for them in the Super Bowl. But there was also a failure at the end of his tenure. There was there were some draft whiffs, a lot of them. And that's true of every team. Look at the Seahawks. They have not continued to draft multiple all pros every year. Ted Thompson started really strong and was not able to sustain it. You make changes and you succeed early. Are you able to sustain those things? That's the question for Ted Thompson. And it's a valid question. I think it's a fair question and criticism of his tenure. This is something that Brian Gutekunst, who I think did succeed in year one, took some swings that, that missed. And that's okay. I think most fans would rather you take a swing and miss than not take a swing at all, which is what Ted Thompson often did. We can't ignore the good and we can't ignore the bad. But in the scheme of the NFL ecosystem, Ted Thompson was a very good general manager for a long time. And he would have been the envy and was the envy for 20 to 25 teams in the league at least over his tenure with the Green Bay Packers. So for whatever shortcomings you think exist, and I think they're fair to point out, just remember that. Remember, it's okay to feel conflicted about Ted Thompson. And that doesn't, you know, that, that is, does not reflect on you as a person. It doesn't reflect on Ted as a person. We're talking about his performance as a GM. The reason you listen to this podcast, the reason that you listen to any podcast, but the reason that you are an informed fan is because you're able to deal with nuance. It is okay to say, hey, there's some good and there's some bad, and they're both important. But at the end of the day, there are a lot of other teams that wish they had the success the Packers had over the course of Ted Thompson's career. And it's important to not take that for granted. And speaking of taking things for granted, remember when you were young? Maybe you are young. If you're not, man, weren't those the days? They really were. And and one of the reasons they were, Sex. It's true. Sex. And not just sex, good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence you need in bed at BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pills. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. So even if you are young, you can use it. This is not just like those, those commercials with the retirees soaking in bathtubs. This could be for anyone that just wants a little bit extra boost in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than going to your pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay for the shipping. Again, that's blue, blue like the color chew, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. 
Before we go, I want to talk a little bit about Rashawn Gary because I know the injury is something that has that has been on the minds of a lot of Packer fans. It's it's something that I've I've gotten a lot of calls about, texts, tweets, and it, it's certainly one of those things that I think immediately drew fans. You look at size, you look at athleticism, and you look at injury, and you say, "Well, that's Nick Perry." And remember, that is a name I gave you uh, when the Packers drafted him, Nick Perry. Now I I wrote. Last week that I think another name that that you can use is Jadavion Clowney, who also, by the way, has had some injury issues. But Gary has that kind of potential. I'm not backtracking on what I said, the criticisms, the questions that I have about Gary. But you want to look for a ceiling and you want to look for a blueprint on how to use him. Look at how the Houston Texans use Jadavion Clowney. But we got a little bit more clarity, and this is important, about his shoulder injury. So he insists it's not a torn labrum. He has said he doesn't need surgery. We don't know if the team doctors agree, but what we do know is the harness that Gary played with at Michigan when he had the shoulder injury that last year there, he is wearing in rookie camp. And Matt LaFleur said it is only precautionary. Rashawn said... You know, look, it's something that I got used to wearing. I liked it, so I'm wearing it. And the doctors, apparently, according to Matt LaFleur, said it's precautionary just to make sure everything is okay. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know that we should take their word for this (laughs) because that was supposed to be the case with Kevin King as well. He was supposed to be okay. We knew he had this shoulder injury in college. And it didn't get better. It got worse or it just was. He wore the shoulder harness and ended up having to miss the end of his rookie season because of this shoulder injury. Now, Green Bay is in the position where he doesn't have to start like Kevin King did. He doesn't have to play, you know, be the number one corner. He doesn't have to be the number one outside linebacker for this team. That's what they signed Preston and Zadarius Smith to do. But this is something to be mindful of. You don't want a player who is injured, obviously. That is not great analysis. But you don't want someone who is young to be pushing their body early. If you need to take time to get healthy, just do it. Now, it could also be the case, and this was something that you know I, I think drew some consternation from Packers fans with the Aaron Rodgers injury. A lot of people were like, well, why not have the surgery? Why didn't he have surgery? And it, it can be the case that certain injuries, and we're, we're still not 100% sure with Gary what the injury was. But these injuries can heal simply by not using them. Remember, he put up 26 reps on the bench, uh, which is a hell of a number. He says, look, you know, it, it doesn't affect me. Maybe, maybe not. Playing through injury is not the same as not being injured. If he can play through it and then need surgery in the offseason and, and can make a full recovery, I, I, I guess. Look, I'm not a doctor. I, I, can't, I can't make those kinds of determinations. It's not up to me. But what I, what I see when I look around the league and I, I, I look at how these situations play out, it seems like anecdotally, the players who make full recoveries 
and then go out and try and play tend to be the ones who have fewer problems down the road. Kevin King being a prime example of the opposite happening. You play him, he gets hurt, and now you have to deal with it. Had they had, had he just had the surgery, I mean, what happens? They draft him, they get him in, and they say, you know what? We'd really prefer you just have the surgery. The reality was Kevin King needed to play. And they knew he'd need to play. Even, even if you know he, he sort of came into that season far down on the depth chart, they knew he needed to play. They knew he was going to play. And he did. Well, Rashawn Gary doesn't need to play. If he needs surgery, get him the surgery. Now, if we take him at his word that he doesn't need it, okay, maybe, maybe you, can, you can understand the perspective here. And maybe it's the case that he had an injury and he played through it, and he trained, and it got better, and now they're just sort of in wait and see mode. Are they in a good place? Because you know sometimes uh, uh, um, these joints can look okay, and the tendons and everything can look okay as someone who has had issues back and hip related. I'm not that old. I get hit by a car. It's different. Everything can sort of look okay, and you can still be in pain. And sometimes everything can look okay and you're doing great. And it's really the case that it's not 100%. It's not all the way there. And so you wear a shoulder harness just to protect it, to make sure. And maybe by August, he's not wearing it anymore. You know, it's a wait and see game. And if you're the Packers trainers, you go, look, everything looks okay. But these kinds of injuries we would just like to have you have this little extra stability. And here's the reality about rookie camp. No one cares. They're, I mean, they're not really hitting. It's not real. So put the sleeve on. Make sure everything is stable. Make sure everything is fine. Everything is going well. And you don't have to worry about it. We are not going to know right now what the, what the truth is about this injury. Just like we didn't know about Aaron Rodgers and the tibial plateau fracture. I mean, everyone in Green Bay said it's worse than you think, but they didn't say what it is. Now they're saying it's it's much less severe than you think. Now, just because they were being truthful about the Aaron Rodgers injury doesn't mean they're being truthful about this. Teams are often cagey about injuries and say, oh, no, he's fine. And he's really not fine. They said Kevin King was fine. Turns out he wasn't. So, you know, I think we have to take all the information about his sh- shoulder with a grain of salt, I think it's also fair to say, look, until it it looks to be a problem, it's not a problem. And that's true. Until we see it being a problem, it's not one. Unless and until the injury becomes an, a hindrance in his game, it's not a problem. So I don't think there's any reason to freak out right now. I'm just saying store this away. Remember these conversations. Oh, everything's fine. He doesn't need surgery. Because then if six months, they say, eh, he needs surgery. We're going to shut him down. I'm going to say, I, I told you. Just give him, the, let him have the surgery now. If he needs to redshirt his rookie year, they have the bodies to do it. So just do it. We'll see. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow And remember, we're back on that four-day-a-week schedule as we head toward training camp, which is many weeks away. Luckily, uh, we have a lot of time to get there. So 
We're going to get back on track with our rookie orientation series. Still going to get you that Zadarius Smith uh, free agent series as well. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And the best way to make sure you never miss an episode of Locked on Packers is to subscribe. Our audience has grown by leaps and bounds over this offseason. And I thank you so much to everyone who has helped make that possible. Uh, make a friend. Make a friend Monday. We are still doing Make a Friend Monday in the offseason. So go let someone know they should be listening to Locked on Packers. Uh, and, and hello. If you're new, thanks for joining us. Uh, go make a friend. And if, and if you are someone who, who is here because someone made a friend with you, pay it forward. Let someone else come be a part of the Locked on Packers community. We don't bite unless you ask us to. And that's a separate thing. Uh, we're going to be back. Remember, you can leave a rating on iTunes. Let other people know that, that you're liking the show, even if you don't know them. Tell random strangers on the Internet. It's, it's the best way to communicate with people in a positive way on the iTunes reviews. No, it's really not. But you, you, you can still do that. I would appreciate it. Uh, but subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Google Play. Tell your car to play Locked on Backers. Tell your, your smart device, whether it's OK Google or it is Alexa or whatever kind of smart device you have. Tell them to play Locked on Packers. We will be there for you in any time. Speaking of being there for you, anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to always stay Locked On Packers.